This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno. With me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Very good. I tricked you there with a little. You did. You Fresno. pulled it out a little yeah. longer. Yeah. Storm Shadow, I hear, is from Fresno. Yes! Of the G.I. Joe fame. I somehow <laughs> forgot that. I, I, I had to have known that. I'm rereading all the G.I. Joe comics, because uh, you can, and whatever, we're getting Online, or do you have... Online, online. Uh, I have a bunch of them, but they're all... In, so I found a place online, whatever. And, uh, you know, they do the backstory of Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Storm Shadow is a Asian-American, Japanese-American kid from, from Fresno. Tommy something, Represent. something, something, something. I can't pronounce it. But anyway. <laughs> so there it is. That's bad. That's our, our claim to fame. Ninja. Our... <laughs> Sakura. Um, yeah. Sakura, my, my brother. Ninja. <laughs> so here we are. We're going to be talking not about ninjas. Although, I don't know. Maybe some ninja stuff will get, get brought up. <laughs> We're always a little bit talking about ninjas. In the, in the midst of this podcast. Um. So, uh, this came to me, the idea for this. In a dream. Uh, no, it wasn't in a dream. It was on our YouTube channel, one of the videos. And some of the comments were talking about boxing, I think. And kind of talking about what boxing, like, what what boxing was designed to do. Or, like, what, how, where it came from. Or how, like, what was the, the genesis of boxing and, and kind of, like, asking about then you know what it's good for in mm-hmm. in whatever um and it got me thinking about the idea of like the unarmed martial arts you know people to unarmed martial arts and what that even means and you know whether or not because i think a lot of people would throw aikido into the unarmed martial art like sphere, sphere. Yeah. they would say oh yeah it's an unarmed martial art um and as I'm thinking about that, like, okay, well, is it an unarmed martial art or is it not? And blah, blah, blah. And then it, like, slowly began occurring to me that, like, oh, that's why, who, who cares? Like, why is that even important? The distinction of unarmed martial art is kind of stupid. Um, and so then I thought, okay, well, let's talk about it. Like, you know, is Aikido, uh, you know, what it even is an unarmed martial art? Why do we make, why do people think it's important to make that distinction? Is Aikido an unarmed martial art? And even if it is, what, I mean, what does it mean? This maybe is just an aside, but I feel like unarmed martial art is the default now for martial art. Like, I feel like when most people say martial arts, they picture unarmed. That's exactly They picture no weapons. Right. Um, and so, right, because we don't, we don't fight with weapons. It's anymore. real funny because I think there's just this um, category of things that people would call martial arts, right? So, like... Uh, taekwondo, karate, kung fu, um, you know, like, so judo. Okay, so, you know, when you say martial art, that's the thing people summon up. Okay, now if you say something like, and I've done this, if you say something like, uh, so so what does that mean they they are? People begin to like think about it and go like, I guess there's some kind of like unarmed way of learning skills to like beat people who are bigger than you or something, you know, like some kind of thing like that will come out. And you say, what about kendo? Is kendo a martial art? Oh, yeah, yeah, kendo is a martial art. 
Um, they 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 don't do unarmed right. stuff at all. They don't never. Right. Uh, uh, well, yeah, but it's a martial. Well, I guess okay. If it has old weapons involved, then um, it's it's a martial art. It's got old weapons yeah. involved, you know. And uh-huh. it's like when you follow it, you realize that like people don't really have a good concept of what it even means. Right. And and the word martial art, and then unarmed, like we just have this assumption that it is a category of martial art. But it's a, kind of a very weird category. It's, like, I, like, I don't even know what it means. I mean, <laughs> so what I think it people think it means and what maybe I thought that it meant was like, um, I have, I, someone has a weapon and they're trying to attack me and I, I don't have a weapon for whatever reason. I have a set of skills that will allow me to negate that, you know. So if someone pulls a gun on me, I can choo 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 and right, take the gun right. apart and hand it back to him or whatever the fuck you <laughs> right, know like right, right. that kind of stuff right uh, or you know someone pulls a knife on me and I don't have to have a knife to protect myself I can just do it with my deadly hands right but when you take that down a further road um, and you really think about what it means it's it's stupid because it's like um, you know it's not that you're unarmed you still have arm like two weapons right um they're just these guns right they're just (laughs) connected to your body and they kind of suck right right i remember i had a discussion with some guy who did brazilian jiu-jitsu and and he was basically telling me how stupid aikido was um and like you know that it's not correct it's not modern and that it's not you know it's not people know so much better ways to do things than and like his assumption i think was basically that like you know old jiu-jitsu is like dumb like it's nothing anyone does and then modern jiu-jitsu is like streamlined and so of course it's better you know and and he was kind of telling me you know how how stuff like i modern is world stupid yeah and so um i said well you know what's funny is like even a caveman a long time ago figured out how to pick up a rock and bash someone's head with it and then they figured out that they could put a stick on that rock and it would hit harder and then they could put a long stick on that rock and they could get someone from further away and you know he was like what is the point you're making i was like that the dumbest and most simple kind of martial art you could make is one that doesn't involve weapons because um anyone a long time ago would have understood yeah weapon makes you better right right yeah right like i I would rather have something in my hand than not Right. It's the reason they have brass knuckles. It's the reason a dude picks up a roll of quarters That's exactly and right. puts it in his anything, hand. Anything, anything. Um, because it's stupid. So, like, thinking, like, oh, I'm going to kick punch a dude when he attacks me with a gun or a knife. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I think um, it's there's this weird idea of honor or something that comes with our idea of martial it's the arts. Chuck, it's the Chuck Norris effect. Right. Like, that, like, um, be picking up a weapon is like an admission that you are afraid or that you are not good enough with just your own body and so there's like i think there's this idea that comes with at least nowadays when people think about martial arts that like and a lot of people that don't do martial arts thinking about martial arts um feel like it has something to do with like well if you study the martial arts then um you are honing your own self and you are the weapon and you right. don't need any other, you know what I mean? Like that right. you become superior in some way by studying martial arts and that weapons are some kind of, is are you admitting that you're not good enough? And so to study martial arts makes you uh, makes you better in right. some way. Which is the reason, I mean, like that, and it's an ego thing, right? It, right. And that's the reason so many people study martial arts, quite honestly, is yeah. because they don't feel good enough and they want to feel more like they're good, whatever that right. means, you know, right. real nondescript. And so it's like, oh, okay, I am good now. I can, I don't, I don't need to sully myself with weapons. Right. I am good now. Right. 
It's just they put the, they put some extra like judgment on the use of a weapon as being um, coward, cowardly. Right. Oh, oh right. you know, using a weapon is something that like. Right, you and know. you see it in the movies where the two guys face off and then one guy has a, a gun or whatever and then he throws it away so they could mo- fight it out, duke, duke it out or that whatever. That appalls me like, every time I see it. It's like, you know, it, that to me just shows that like, okay, well, you're not, this isn't a real, a real, it isn't a real altercation at that point, right. you know. Like, and, and, and so then, I mean, like that's an interesting thing to say is like, why is it not real? And it's like, well, it's not real because... Have two countries ever had a problem and everyone just ran it on the battlefield unarmed and then they wrestled and boxed right, until right. they decided, oh, you're better, rock, better rock, wrestlers and boxers than I. No, because like real means I will do whatever I can, right. whatever's right. within my power to overcome you because that's real, quote on quotes, right. right? Like it's yeah. real. And so so when you when you look at what real is, real means I'll do everything I can to keep you from hurting me, then unarmed martial arts instantly becomes not real in quotes because it's like well you're not doing everything you can to win that exchange and then there's often this next idea that like well but i may not always have a weapon you know and i feel like that's the the always the argument to like yeah but what if i have to be the weapon what if i'm in an empty room where i don't have any weapon you know what i mean and that's that's the major argument and i think that's a very fair assessment Mm -hmm. right but it's a different thing to make the leap across that to go like I will be able to through my martial art training uh, jump that ca- that cavern between um, being able to protect myself against uh, fists and kicks and being able to protect myself against anything. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. I understand. Like you should be able to try. At the end of the day, there might be a situation where you do not have weapons and you need to protect yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Understand that, like, you are in the worst possible position that is, you know, no, right. no, no. That shouldn't be a choice. No level of training is going to get you to a point where you are equal to someone who has a superior weapon. You know, right. like, I mean, maybe if it's like a little child or something but you know right the the the, the power is, difference the is... power difference you're not going to be able to necessarily you know no amount of boxing skill is going to set you up in a situation where you're going to beat a dude with a your average person with know, a machete right, exactly. will beat your average uh olympic level boxer yeah. um hands down um I knew Chris easily, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, <laughs> there's no comparison, and so, so then it's like, if you're, if you're thinking, in my opinion, if you're actually serious about, and let's put real in quotes again, right? And what real means in this sense is that, like, real means that I'm really trying to preserve myself yeah. in some way, or those that I care about. I'm, I'm trying to preserve something from a high end conflict that's going to end in a death or a dismemberment or something, right? Okay, so if your real concern is. And your and your argument to why you study uh, BJJ for real reasons is, and I'm not I'm not trying to pick on BJJ MMA or whatever unarmed martial yeah. art you want, right? Okay, so and your reason is, and and you're like, you know, and you ask, you know, do you train it for the sport aspects or do you train it for self defense? They say, oh, I train it for self defense. Okay, now we're putting real quotes on that again. That was a big caveat. Real, but but so um, all right, when you do that and, and your thought is, and you say you defend yourself with, um, well, there could be a time when I'm unarmed and I'll need to defend myself. Resources and training, in my opinion, are better spent on learning to always be armed. Right. Now, there's a yes. there's a ton of ways to do that. You can learn uh, um, uh, to secretly carry weapons. 
You can do training to legally allow yourself to always carry weapons. You can train in improvised weapons, right? So you can take measures to make sure that you are never unarmed or almost never unarmed, you know? And like, you know, so to say you could never be unarmed is foolish, but you could almost never be unarmed, right? Like, and once I started opening my own head up to that, I was like, oh yeah, I'll always have something in my hand if I'm fighting someone. Like, right. you know, meaning a real fight, like I'm yeah. trying to preserve myself or, or those I care about. And so like, if that's it, then why would you spend eight years doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu instead of spending three years right. learning to legally carry weapons, um, learning to secretly carry weapons and learning to improvise weapons wherever you are. That would be a better use of your time because we all know that real means using whatever means you can and having something in your hand means you're better than something not having something in your hand. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, and, and I had mentioned this in our little chat kind of beforehand and, and boxing as an example, but, you know, so I think that people have this kind of weird uh, thing about unarmed martial arts and where they come from and how they were designed and, you know, that, like, they were designed because, you know, all the weapons were taken away, but we still had to figure out right. a way to oh be deadly God. or whatever. This was in, actually, this was oh, in, this this was in the G.I. Joe comic that I just is, read, actually, also. This is all over. I mean, this is this is martial arts uh, lore, martial art fantasy lore. And, and uh, I just, I'm not sure that's true. So let's take boxing, for example. Like, I mean, did boxing ever exist... I mean, so look, people hit each other. Like, you know, that's that's a... But did it ever exist as anything other than like an, an unarmed thing? So like unarmed to unarmed. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, no. I mean, so, and I think depending on how you... I am not a boxing historian. I'm going to say this uh, right off. But um, I think depending on how you follow the lineage of what we now call boxing, um, you could follow a couple paths. And so I think a couple people could lay legitimate claims to what the origins are. But the origins that seem the most direct to me are um, in um, fencing uh, uh, cells. So fencing like groups of fencers who were fencing and um, fencing in a time when the sword was being phased out. Right. And so they realized that it was kind of hard to legitimately claim a lot of time spent fencing was, you useful know, useful. Or useful. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, a lot of those guys started boxing. And so you can see old posters that would have like military uh, saber fencing tournament and boxing tournament, mm -hmm. right? And I think that's because there was pressure from people going like, well – Fencing's kind of stupid. Like, how much that. do we use it on yeah. the battlefield, really? You know, but a lot of people wanted to do that, and and so what happened was they realized there was another culture that had been built in the pragmatic culture, which is a physical culture that was interested in competing and right. and doing this kind of stuff. And so, it's no surprise that sports were starting to be more of a thing around. Exactly that same right. Time. This is all around the same time, right? And so basically, what I think happened was they could kind of lay justification to it because they could say, well, what if um, I get into a tussle with some guy? He he says my wife's fat, you know, and I need to defend right. myself, you know, and, and their thinking was a little different than ours. But it's right. like I need to defend myself. I'm not going to stab My honor, him, you know, I need to defend my honor. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and so we're not going to have a fencing match probably pretty soon because swords are getting phased out. But I might fisticuff yeah. this guy, right? Right. <laughs> and so, so you could say that that's a form of self-defense, but it's a form of honorable, like ego yeah, yeah. self-defense and not a form of – quote, real self-defense. And that's because at that point, people realized that, like, well, firearms and up are right. what's doing right. that now. Machinery is what's doing that more now. And so another thing that I think is important, 
I think there's just a better way to talk about things when you're talking about like uh, what a martial arts system is. You know, there's a better way to talk about, um, you know, what the thing is than just going like, oh, it's unarmed or it's armed or, you know, whatever. Um, to really like, you know, talk about what it is that the, that the thing is trying to, to do. So, for instance, you know, you say unarmed martial arts and you could put boxing and... Uh, jiu-jitsu in the same category right but like they don't look the same at all right but boxing has way more in common with fencing or with sword fighting than jiu-jitsu you know so what other categories right so like does it yeah i think it just does a disservice to just throw everything in and then that's why people kind of see aikido and they go well they don't have any weapons so it must be an unarmed martial art so they just put it in this category with these other things and then we don't ever it allows us to talk about a thing without ever really taking it apart and saying like, okay, yeah, well, what does it do? Yeah, it's it's interesting, and, and uh, this recently came up again, and I've had to deal with this argument many times, and I still don't have a really great way to talk about it, but, you know, like when we do our practices, a lot of times we'll use a pool noodle, and I find a pool noodle to be great, and this is from a long time, Josh can attest to this, of yeah. me like coming up with tons and tons of different little things that I thought might be good stand-ins for weapons, but we use a pool noodle because they're widely available, they're rugged, they don't hurt, um, they're great, they're stiff enough that you can make contact with them. But anyway, so we use a pool noodle in our practice, and People would say a shortened one, not a full length. Yeah, it's like eighteen inches. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, it's a giant pool yeah, we it's the same size as a four cell maglite. Um, anyways, but um, so uh, people will say, "Well, how are you wielding that weapon? Because you would wield a blade different than a stick, different than you know, et cetera, so forth." And they're correct. But my answer is always like, well, the specifics of the weapon you're wielding would depend upon the weapon system you're training in. But Aikido is training you to use your body with the weapon. Like that's that's what's happening. And so it's like weapon adjacent. Yeah, it's like weapon adjacent. But it's also certainly not unarmed. Right. right? And so it's really hard to like suss what that out is because to me it's like you could study the same system of Aikido and you could use it with a gun. You could use it with a knife. You could use it with a club. You could use it with a spear. You could use it with a bayonet um, because the system itself and the way it looks at the situation it's in doesn't change. Now, that doesn't mean that also you wouldn't have to train with those weapons. You would and that's the auxiliary weapon system you train with it. And that's why Aikido has – Bokin training right. has spear training, training has, has you know what are all the stuff it has the tonto and so but it's hard to suss those kinds of things out because then you go oh so it's unarmed no it's certainly not unarmed but it's also not weapon specific right but it's like it, something that you layer with it right but I think one of the things is we you see we never we never necessarily see it that way and people don't really make the connect like make the connection. Uh, fully, I think, f- fully realized. So, you know, we'll see demonstrations sometimes with a, a, a Tonto or whatever, or we'll see the demonstrations with the sword. Um, but also a lot of times when we see that, it makes it look unarmed, right? Because what you're seeing is like, guy comes at me with a knife and I blend out of the way and then right. I take it from him, right. you know, whatever. Right. Guy chops at me with a sword and I step out of the way. So that's unarmed, right? I'm right. doing little quote marks. Mm-hmm. Um but is it? <laughs> you know, right, I mean, right, like, right, right, right. yeah, and and so I really like when Josh was talking to me about this. I, I honestly, this is the first time I really thought this. That I was like, 
unarmed really isn't a category no, of martial art. Like, there's there's sport martial arts and maybe some kind of ego martial arts, right? I don't know what to call it. I used to call them bravado martial yeah, arts. Bro, but like, yeah. And that's about, like, we might get on a fight in the, quote, streets, but nobody's going to kill each other. We're just, you know, you said my mom was fat or you wanted to get with my girlfriend or, or maybe you, you did. Or, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Right, exactly but right. I'm not trying to kill you. Right, right, exactly right. And so, you know, I would call that um, threat level one situations. Um, that's another thing to talk about another time. But it's a different kind of conflict than, than you know, I want to murder you or I want your resources or I whatever, yeah. you know. It really uh, bothers me. So going back to that person saying combat, well, actually, I don't think we mentioned it. We mentioned it right before the, the recording started. We but um, someone uh, said, I study Aikido for combat. And I'm like, well, what do you mean by combat? Like, what do, what are you specifically combat. picturing when you say combat? And they're like, well, because uh, I, I – You I, said what are you specifically uh, – yeah. Are you picturing, like, going to war, right. literally? Or, or like a fist fight or something. Right. And I said, well, what are you kind of picturing? He's like, well, I don't distinguish combat. You know, like, basically <laughs> saying, like, combat could be anything that I picture. Right. You training know? for a bar fight and training to go to Afghanistan are same, the same same, same, thing. same, same. same thing. And same I just – that really bothers me because it's like it's they're clearly – not the same thing like you would use a different set in just in the example that we're using um to to have a bravado fight of some kind you'd use a very different um set of skills you know if you're if you're doing you know boxing essentially um with some guy over because he called your wife fat or something you're using a different skill set than um, trying to fend off someone who's trying to rape you. You know That's what right. I mean? They're right. very different situ- situations. And in the situation where someone's trying to rape you, there are no qualms about picking something up that's close to you and bashing them over the head with it, stabbing them with a, a you know glass bottle or whatever. Like that, It's a very different situation. It's a different set of skills. And to just kind of right. equate what? those two, the severity levels are so different that they are you're, you're focusing on different things here's a question though is he is he, is he correct or incorrect that uh, aikido is probably good for both he's correct that it's good for both um but but his concept of what both <laughs> yeah, i know but is, is right he, he yeah. in a way like without knowing it aikido is horrible for the middle like, and it's it's good on either end, i was know? gonna say because if you're talking about like a bravado fight i really think that aikido is super shitty for that oh yeah it's not and i think that, that that's all. really what right now what the only the only thing that people are really looking at like when people say i study aikido for self-defense i think what they're thinking of is defending my honor you know sure, or, or trying sure, to sure. you know prove myself to a school bully right, or right. something prove to my dad that i am tough right, right. and it's like like think there are so much better things to study for that oh, yeah. um and and we've seen and that. all the things that are popular in martial arts right now as i was just gonna say yeah. yeah that's what's popular right now is the kinds of martial arts that allow you to prove yourself in that way well and i think if you look at i mean it, and it only makes sense uh that uh you know so uh, unarmed fighting is good for unarmed fighting right and that's like we can say that like you know and it's not good for much of any anything else you know um, like, are you saying it only works if both people are however? That's correct. Okay. Right? Like, uh-huh. um, and so in some ways it makes sense that people want to do that because that's the most of the type of fighting that. Most in, people listening in, to this podcast right. who get in a quote unquote fight that's, will be getting right. in that kind of fight and not. So, and, and you know, it's not. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy because those are the kind of fights that mostly people get into. 
in life because right. we live in a mostly peaceful society. If you're looking at getting into fights, that's the most common kind of one to get into. But then exactly those people who are like, well, I've been in a bunch of fights and here's what worked. It's like, well, you're using, you got yourself into those fights because you're the kind of person that's looking for those kinds of fights. And you're now using that ex- that experiences that you had to prove that the certain kind of things that worked in those are the things that work. It's like this circular logic. Well, it's like, yes, the things that work in those kind of fights are the things that work for those kinds of fights. Right. But that doesn't equate like getting into a bar fight is not the same thing as defending yourself with a knife against someone who's trying to mug you or something. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think there's a real simple way to say this, which is basically like, you know, if someone only gets in bravado style fights where it's over our ego, right. then that's all they know about. And so right. when they tell you, I've been in all kinds of fights, I know what works. For the kinds of fights they've been in. And they've never been in another kind of fight. Yeah. Right? That's all the proof they have. It's just like, you know, a guy comes back from war and, you know, he's an awesome soldier and, you know, like he saw a bunch of action and you're like, Mm -hmm. hey, what do you do in a fight? And honestly, those guys generally tell like, I don't know, you hit him and kick (laughs) him. Right? right, Right? Because they don't really know what you're (laughs) even talking about. You know, because it's like, well, yeah, I was in a situation where I was in a gully and I had a unit to watch out for. I call in an airstrike and they blow the fucking house up. That's exactly right. So it's different. So like... So when we we don't want to – we want to know just what we want to know about and then we want to say that one thing we know about is everything. OK. So yeah. what about this? What about uh, the unarmed martial arts uh, that are like – people say this. I don't know if this is true or not. But like they come from armed com, – you know, like so Aikido comes from, uh, you know, armed combat and we just sort of – got rid of the weapon part. You know what I'm saying? Like, that there's something that happened. And I think people think this maybe some some about karate or kung fu or whatever, that it's like, yeah, well, it was designed to stop spears and whatever. Right. And somewhere along the way, you know, for whatever reason, uh, weapons became outlawed or whatever. So they just started practicing them empty hand because they had to. And then, you know, suddenly we have these... Uh, Yeah, so Chris and I had a conversation about this a while back where, like, there seems to be a spectrum, like maybe four stages, let's say, um, between um, a martial art that is clearly armed, you know, a system of learning, you know, stick fighting, let's say, or sword fighting or whatever, um, that is very clearly for using a weapon um, to a system that is completely armed. all the content of like all the techniques, all the the syllabus that you learn is completely only for um, the things that work best for unarmed fighting. And there's two stages in between where you, you see the system more from, you know, so like the first stage in between those two would be, you take the weapons out of the hands, but But the techniques and the things that the, 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 the approaches that you use in that system are still the same techniques and things that you would use with the weapon in your hand. And what you find, what you will find in those kinds of systems is that um, there may be probably not the best techniques to use for unarmed, but because you just took the weapons out, they haven't morphed into something else yet. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's the reason that people go like, oh, blah, 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 martial art is ineffective. You know? Right, yes. Like, as, like, so they're looking at whatever it is, and I don't know, maybe karate's the the one or whatever. I don't know, but mm-hmm. um, and they're looking at it, and and it, they see them doing, and we get have this in Aikido too with the types of attack we have. Uh, we see these weird like chops and blocks and things, it, it, right. you know. And people people assume it's like, 
well, I'm coming to punch you. That's a stupid block for a punch. Right. And you're like, well, yeah, it's a stupid block for a punch because it wasn't designed for a punch. But that also is under the unarmed thing. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, then, uh, uh, yeah, this sucks for unarmed, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, like judo or something might be an example where there's a lot of arm and hand isolations in, like, older techniques that were taught originally. And those have started being phased out because people realize that it's better to control the body when you're doing body stuff than it is the arm and hand. If you look at, like, German ringing, you can see it really, really clearly um, at the manuals. And it's like the early manuals, when and ringing just means wrestling, right? So early manuals of wrestling, the techniques are very, like, uh, upper body-centric, uh, on focused on hands and arms. Now, that stuff would be good if they had something in their arm or hand. But then, if you look, you know, maybe, like, 100 years later at the kind of stuff they're doing, they're doing more leg controlling stuff right and and it goes down and down and down until eventually it looks like pretty much what modern wrestling looks like right now the beginning of it didn't look like that it looked more like battlefield wrestling and the end of it it looked like modern olympic wrestling right now modern olympic wrestling wouldn't be great for the battlefield and battlefield wrestling wrestling wouldn't be be good for uh modern olympic wrestling and you can have experts in both who would die in the other competition right. or, or lose terribly in one and, and literally and die, die in the other one. Um, and, and so it's, it's like when you say um, a martial art came from, well, all martial arts came from the first person to pick up a rock and smash right, someone in right, the head, right. right? Or to learn, you know, and that's probably what literally happened. But, but like that's, that's where all martial arts come from. So they all come from armed or however you want to say it, right? Or unarmed, you could a chicken and egg it all you want, I guess. But the truth is – they become specialized, so it doesn't matter what the fuck they came from. What are they trying to do now, right. and how long have they had to incubate in that thing, that yeah. time period, right? I think that's an important question. How long have they been changing that's from right. the thing they were before? That's right. So uh, are we uh, safe in saying we should just stop talking about unarmed martial arts? Well, it, I think it's got to be like – because, look, strictly speaking, you're right if you say, like, you know, Aikido is unarmed – if, you, if we're talking about a school that doesn't study, you know, with weapons, let, let's say, you know, you could say Aikido is unarmed because we don't have anything in our hands. There are no weapons in our hands. Yes. But if you look at the techniques and stuff, it's not the kind of – the techniques that we're doing are still armed right. techniques. My point is why do we even need to ever say that? Like why does it – you know, so my point is everyone's going around like unarmed martial this or, you know, is it mm-hmm. unarmed – why does it matter? Like, what? what is, you know, that's my ultimate this question. This distinction like, you're making is really important, and the reason it matters is because people don't want to admit they're not doing combat. So, look, <laughs> all unarmed martial arts, all unarmed martial arts, are martial arts that are about sport in some fashion or another, right? And so we could say the sport of two dudes on the street boxing to prove who's got the better girlfriend or whatever it is, right? But that's a sport. That's not a... That's it's not a life and death situation. And if you say you're doing sport, everyone instantly goes, oh, okay, that's not as legit right. as if right. you do your real combat battlefield stuff. Right. And so martial arts, unarmed martial arts only exist in the paradigm of sport. That's all they exist in. Now, you could say the heritage of my martial art is or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. my uncle once in Vietnam, um, right. uh, you know. Um, probably, probably uh chopped the dude. And yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did a whatever. Yeah. Um, so you could say whatever you want. But the truth is. 
unarmed martial arts are specially designed for sport. That's what they're designed for, the sport form, right? And that's why everyone's so excited about MMA because it's a more complete sport form. Um, although it lacks all the things that real fights do, which is like weapons, unknown environments, multiple attackers, uncontrolled situations, right? Like that's what a, a real situation yeah. is, you know? And so it's like, yeah, we shouldn't have the category of unarmed martial arts. We should just have the category of sport. And then we should have the category of self-defense or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. Well, and two, then I also think that puts the onus, I think talking about it like that, then forces people to actually look at what the thing is trying to accomplish. So, like, you know, yeah. uh, if you're doing an unarmed, quote, un, unarmed, like, how is it asking you to deal with the, the, the situation? situation? Mm-hmm. And then you can clearly see, you know, look at how does it deal, how does it deal with, you know, strikes coming in at you you cover and counter you know or whatever it is and then you can clearly see that like oh yeah if that strike coming in is a uh, sword instead of a fist your unarmed cover isn't going to do you much good that's right right um and then you can be able to suss some things out um and then you can be able to then you could see a difference between boxing and aikido right in the terms of like how do how do Aikido people choose to deal with that, right. uh, you know, comparatively? But I think the problem is, is when you look at um, martial arts systems as just uh, collections of techniques, then it's hard to see how the whole martial arts system approaches a particular situation or what even, like you were saying, what that situation it, it's preparing you for is. Um, if you look at it just like, well, I grab a little from this bag and a little from over there and I do a little from this and a little from that, um, you're ignoring the programming that, that each of those systems have done to you to for how to which situations they hand, handle and how they're teaching you to handle that particular situation. And so I feel like it, it, it allows you to ignore the larger picture of what that system is teaching you and that's beyond what, just that's what I'm you saying know, like Nikyo. that's why I'm saying you get rid of the the term unarmed martial art altogether mm-hmm. and you no longer have that sort of generalized whatever mm-hmm. and you really have to focus okay so what is this martial art doing yeah is it teaching me sports stuff yeah is it or is it teaching me, me yeah and you know like in sport martial arts get really mad about this and this is why the term unarmed martial arts exists most likely i would guess is because people don't want to say like oh i'm just doing something for fun right, right. like I'm, I'm just doing it for fun like there, there's no other reason for you and and so like then when they're like oh you just do that for fun oh no well i mean i could use this to defend myself and and that's not and it's true you false right you could but it's not the most effective way right. to defend it's, yourself. So if you're actually training for that, then you should do other stuff. I think that a lot of time, I think we, in all of these conversations, it kind of gets down to like that idea of like uh, people being honest with what it is that yes. they want and what it is that they're actually getting across uh, in all of it. And that includes Aikido, you know, like um, in and people not being... In general, and you know, I include myself in this uh, probably. It like just not being very good at that, <laughs> like not being very good at being able to go like, this is what I want, this is what I'm getting, and then reconciling those two. Right, things. right, yeah. and you know, like I mean, honestly, I want to have a peaceful life. That's what I want because I'm happier when I'm not right. constantly 
in turmoil, right. you know? At the same time, I do like to do some exciting stuff, you right. know? Like, I like to get into some shit. Um, and so it's like, I just have to reconcile those. And I can't, like, when I like to get into shit, go, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior who gets into it. And and the other time, I can't be like, I'm a monk upon a hill and I never think a silly thought. It's like, I'm just a fucking dude. And <laughs> it's true. And it's like, sometimes I want to do stuff, sometimes, sometimes I don't. I wanna... And mostly I want to eat and, like, hang yeah. out and watch TV. Like, that, that sounds awesome to so, me, you sometimes know? Sometimes I want to kick punch a dude. Sure. <laughs> But I, I think it's it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard to accept it. And it's like, you know, everybody wants to be a warrior or a combatant because that sounds exciting and it's a cool story. Um, but most of us aren't. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. We've got to remove the, uh, the I don't know how to say it, like the stigma from people just saying, I'm having fun. Right. It's a hobby. Right. right. I do this because I enjoy, you know, wrestle cuddling people on the ground for an hour right, you know what i mean right, right. and that's like uh, like that's a perfectly good and acceptable and enjoyable way to live your life you know but like people it, they have to go well but i could totally you know take somebody down with that this is the one thing I, one of the things i really love about the hema historical european martial arts community which is like um because they do sword fighting mostly right, right. and sword fighting is so stupid that it's like they they can't help but go like well what I do is a little bit stupid right, so right, there's right. a built in humility to it right. you know and because I really appreciate that no one is that. ever like, going to take them seriously like seriously that's right but that doesn't mean that they don't take what they're doing hundred percent right, seriously right. which is also awesome like get good at doing what you want right. to do but they look at it for what it is which is a historical study and a way to to enjoy themselves and grow as people yep and, yep and, right. and they're and pretty no, clear about that and none of those guys I mean I shouldn't say this because probably some of them do but none of those guys uh, you know assume that what they're going to learn they can you know take out and onto the the life battlefield you know so <laughs> someone att- of life. attacks them and they're you know it's like they're not they're not using it for that per- they are clear that they're not using it for self-defense purpose you know i'm not learning german longsword so i can protect myself right. against you know yeah um, in case not, I get into a time machine right. and All go the, back in time you know but that's not to say that those skills wouldn't be helpful in a situation you know that they wouldn't re- they wouldn't pull draw on those skills if they were in a situation where they needed to protect themselves sure your your culmination you of, of all the experiences you have in life now your mom making you clean your room would all will also help you in a fight right but no one says that like oh i'm cleaning my room because my mom's trying to make me strong for fights <laughs> right no one says that mr miyagi would say that yeah maybe <laughs> but but it's like you know you're you are a culmination of all the things you do so if you do some hard stuff that will help you in hard times yeah. that's absolutely true but you can't say that like you know i've spent the last uh, 14 years mastering brazilian jiu jitsu so i can win all my uh, battles with a gun you know it's right, like well right. that's ridiculous like but then you could also go but it did help it right. probably did right. but as much as you know there's also resisting that candy bar that day uh-huh. you know there's this thing and we ran into it recently um talking to people online but like i think because when you start talking about unarmed martial arts there's this implication also that like using a weapon is just pretty straightforward that of like, course you would use a weapon. Yeah. Well, and like, also know how to use right, a weapon. Right. That knowing that it like, just works. That you would just work, right? Like the idea that like, well, I would just pick up a gun and shoot somebody. Right. And it's like. Or pick up a stick and swing it as Right. And it's like. Or pick up a ball and be able to, you know, a rock and be able to hit something. I have seen this on <laughs> forums. I don't know, you know, in the last 20 years, I don't know how many times I've seen this on forums. But people will post something like, are martial arts necessary now that guns are so popular? And it's like, that is a 
weird ass yeah. thing to say. Like, um, the martial art of the gun would be the martial would art be, you're looking right, to right, study right. if that's the kind of parallel you're drawing, you know? Right. It's just people like over want to oversimplify that stuff, but at the same si- same time overcomplicate right. the unarmed martial right. arts because they're like, well, but I really have to study, you know, the science of Kazushi. Right. But I mean, if someone came into my house, you know, I would just shoot them. It's like, have you practiced right. how you would right. do that? Right. Or have you ever? <laughs> I mean, and here's the thing, and this is you know a video that that we put up uh, a sort of drill and moving around with a pool noodle using it as a weapon. Um, and because I've done, we've done this a lot and, uh, with a lot of different people and seen it, people are stupid with They're a really weapon. They're yeah. They're not good. You're not, yeah. you are not good at, unless you've done it a whole bunch, you are not good at swinging something at someone and, and making contact and doing it in a good way. Maybe if you played baseball or something, I don't know, whatever. But if you're good with your body, you're good with your body. But most people most have a hard people, time. Uh, when you put the two things together, like having to move around and wanting to swing something, you're going to be crappy at it. Like, I feel crappy at it still, you know? Um, so to, to just sort of assume, and I think this is one of the things with, like, yeah, it just, it tran- it just translates. So, like, right. I can do unarmed. So uh, put a knife in my hand or a gun in my hand and I'll still I'll be able to do it. Right. And that's the thing is like understanding that your approach will be different depending on the situation and what you have at your disposal. So like to think like I've gotten a knife in my hand and I've studied boxing. So how different can it be? It's like that would be immediately see that it's a hundred stupid. You know know? what? What's interesting is I think unarmed like calling Aikido unarmed and looking at it. unarmed does a disservice because um if you only think about it without a weapon in its context you lose out on what the techniques are actually doing um you know you don't understand that uh your you know katate doi sankyo or whatever can be done in a myriad different ways depending on what's happening i can be using it to clear a weapon that I have. I could be using it to take a weapon you have. I could be using it to clear a grab. To, you could right. be using and it to do a control. And if you're just looking at it as to... unarmed, you, you, you miss all of that. Right. You right. don't even understand why, why, you know. So without uh, a weapon being involved, uh, you will, won't really understand why Ikkyo is something that you would want to do. Now, Ikkyo definitely, I mean, it would be helpful unarmed, Right, like if 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 someone's trying to box me or whatever, or kick me, and I can get an ikkyo, like it's a, a good position. It's a really good position if the other person has a, a weapon, and it will more naturally arise like, when a weapon's right. Involved. And so um, my mind was blown when we started when I started doing weapon stuff with you guys, and then seeing how often ikkyo came up, right. just in the course of doing like kaishiwaza or something, like wow. And where never, never before had I thought like where where would I even do an ikkyo in real life? That seems fucking stupid. And, well, and that's one of the most common things. And I've that's ever also right. why you get like you know, and and there's other things, but uh, that's also another reason why I think people want to do want to say like uh, let's do a kodagai shop a jab or whatever, right? right because right. they're looking at it as unarmed, right? So um, they're assuming like. Well, if if I can do this against a weapon, of course I can do it against a. But it's they're not at all equitable. Right. Right. So. 
Okay, guys, we're at 42 minutes. I don't um, know. I don't know if that really... No, I think I mean, there's I a lot of good I stuff in there. I mean, what I wanted to get to say out of it, um, and hopefully, you know, other people maybe have some some thoughts. To uh, me, to me, making the realization that, you know, like, if the... the supposite like if the if the thing i'm always supposing is um that i'm uh, people train martial arts to learn to protect themselves in bad times including unarmed martial arts as a category of that is ridiculous it's dumb. It, yeah, yeah. it just shouldn't be considered a category of that like if martial arts includes a giant field where we talk about sport and any kind of conflict that happens then sure absolutely there are unarmed martial arts but if you think that um studying how to do things without something in your hand is in any way a good idea, a good use of your time for a, a serious way to defend yourself against trouble or those you love, then that you're wrong. And yeah. it's just weird. You should spend that time doing another kind of thing. Just go look up, you know, machete versus whatever videos and you'll see, yeah. you know, you yeah. can't, you, you're not going to be able to, I mean, not that it hasn't happened, but you're not going to be able to kick a machete out of someone's hand. Sorry, dude. Well, there is a video you can see of what happens when you try to kick someone with a machete. And it's also exactly why um, there are no so. kicks in Aikido. But let's move on. All right. Let's go ahead and thank our patrons. Oh, let's. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have uh, – thank you so much to our patrons. We really appreciate your support. And um, you make this podcast possible. So pat yourself on the back because we're here <laughs> because of you um so thank you so much to barrett lippy ben bear wrestler aldrich brad v i think that's a new one Ooh. uh brian crowley brooke ferragamo christopher Cito, constantinos andrew dave dewberry floor hanowick francis cordon friends martinson grant templin hillary jones jim gallant or gallant sorry uh jim sullivan lenny acuna lisa klein marchin chis matt mumford matt riley michael heed Okan Ayrton, Roundy Stewart, Sam Sulian, Scott Burns, Ascension Center, Sharon Okada, Spider-Man in San Jose, Spider-Man. The Hatchet Man, Thomas Polino, Tommy Siv, and Yuli Simgu. All right, guys. Really awesome. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I can't do that sound. Yeah, I can't do that. Nope. We should Is have um, a sound. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Uh, a little soundboard. You can just like yeah. push a little like four hours later. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's me coming up with a tip of the week. Four hours later. <laughs> um donate to your local dojo. Oh. <laughs> right, I love it. No, I mean I, I don't know if this is what I've said before, but like it's rough times right now, yeah. you guys. And like I, I'm sure that, you know, whether or not you're currently going, um, I mean, I'm sure if you are currently go- attending, then you've worked out some kind of money situation. Yeah. This is all assuming, of course, that you have the resources available currently. Right. Um but I mean we all everybody knows we all got that twelve hundred dollar check yeah. if you're in the US. So just sign that right over Sign to that dojo. right over <laughs> your dojo. <laughs> No, but I mean, anything, something, I'm sure helps just because for a lot of places right now, they're just trying to keep their doors open right. or, you know. Keep their doors closed keep and their doors have closed doors. And, right. and continue right. to exist. Yeah, well, I, and I think that there's, you know, I know at least for us here, uh, we're not exactly reopened yet. We are like, not open. Yet. Seems like uh, we could possibly be reopened by the end of the month, maybe, depending on what you look at. So, but There's a lot just, of places yeah. maybe are or aren't, um, and even if they are, 
there's going to be a big transition that's happening as we're moving forward of maybe people not wanting to We're also, I, I think we're in a really tough time. Um, other Aikido teachers out there, I feel you. Um, we're in a tough time where it's like, what is the responsible thing to do, the socially responsible thing to do, and what is the permissible thing to right. do? Yes. Because it's like, Fresno, I think we can open up next week. But um, that doesn't seem like doesn't, the responsible right, thing right, to do right, to me. Right. I mean, like, it doesn't. And, and I feel guilty about that because it's like, well, I also know people want to train, but also I don't think it's responsible right now. Yeah. The numbers haven't dropped off here, right. you know? Yeah. So, so everybody's kind of every dojo, whether you're open completely again or if you're completely closed or anywhere in between, you're in a precarious position, I'm sure, um, comparatively to where you were uh, financially, I'm sure. So 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 reach out and just check in on your local dojo shows and see if there's any way that you can help them, even if it's not monetarily. Can I come by and dust? Because yeah. I'm sure it's gotten dusty in there. You know what I mean? Like Paint, do something. something. Yeah. Um, because that, that really will mean a lot. And, you know, it is, our dojos are often our second home. So, so treat it as such. Um, and hopefully everybody's doing all right out there. Yeah. Um, I've seen several people on, I mean, this is going on forever. Sorry, but, uh, I've seen (laughs) several people on Instagram, um, doing outdoor classes. And I think that's awesome. Like, I think it's maybe a good first step for us all to make because it's like, you know, it's, it's shown that COVID's less likely to be transmitted outdoors than it is indoors. And if you wear masks and you do weapons, like you're already distanced, you're probably not breathing on each other much and you're outside. So. There, there are definitely it. ways to – I think we're all going to have to ease back. And, you know, even if, like Chris is saying, you know, the, what we're allowed to do and, and what maybe we should do. And then there's another, which is like what are our uh, – what are the uh, dojo members going to feel comfortable with? Because right. I right. think the, all three of those are going to come into play because right. I think there's going to be a lot of people who will just choose not to come for a while and that's completely okay and in, in those situations, you know. Um, I mean, and I feel guilty for the people who are just, they don't care and they want to jump back into it. And I, I feel them, but I'm like, I, I don't know if that's responsible, you know. like Are we there yet? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard, hard stuff to think about. Yeah. And we'll if be, you're out there protesting or anything, please be safe. Yeah, be safe and, you know, wear your masks and um, be aware of your surroundings. For yeah. sure. All right. Thank you and we'll be back next week. Adios. See you next week.